You're listening, listening to, to the Dollop on the All Things, Things Comedy New. Network. Why? I'm having fun. I'm keeping it new. It doesn't feel fun. It's there's new. Nothing, it's exciting. There's it's nothing, a new position. That's what it's like. It's like I'm throwing a new position into the <sighs> love affair. Um, so my name is Dave Anthony. Um, this is a podcast. Is that how we start? No. Okay. You're listening to The Dollar. Okay. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend, Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. I feel like I should have had a part in that. I, Dave Anthony. Yeah, that's it, though. We don't need I mean, that's good. I think we got it. Actually, I think this might be the new way to do the intro. Kick it. What? And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> Come on, Now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> You looking at that? Badonkadonk? Your cat's got its back to me. You like what you see? No. Little badonkadonk? It's big. Huh? A little junk in the trunk? There's a lot of junk in the trunk. It's a good amount of junk. Well, you know, I've started to, you know, you've made this seal comparison and people have really run with it. But, uh, yeah, no, it's nice. But, uh, no. I, I think he's more of an otter. Okay. Well, we should probably start the podcast after that last. March 22nd, 1913. Okay. Interesting. A little later for us. Mm. Charles Diedrich was born in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. He was named after his father, who was an alcoholic who died in a car crash when he was four. Okay. Not the dad. The dad didn't die when he was four. The, no, the dad. The son was four when the dad surely. died. Surely. Yeah, no, you didn't need to. I, I, know, I, like I know I missed some stuff on this show, but that's, I caught that. I was assuming <laughs> okay. the four-year-old father wasn't driving. I was just making sure. I mean, my dad was too young to go. <laughs> uh, Chuck's brother died when he was eight. Of course, absolutely. Yep. By the time he graduated from high school, Chuck was drinking heavily. He kept okay. drinking in college, and then he dropped out of Notre Dame after 18 months. Okay. So, so far, it's, he's killing it. Yeah, the liver. Over the next two decades, his drinking lost him several jobs and two wives. So drinking seems to be a theme we're starting in this one pretty early. He's into it. Okay, okay. It's sort of his jam. Okay. Facing divorce from his second wife, he went to Alcoholics Anonymous, and she left anyway. Okay, sure. He was 43, living in Southern California and on unemployment. He stayed sober, but there was a lot he didn't like about AA, especially how they didn't allow drug users. Interesting to have a right, yeah. It is, well, I mean, you know, it's minorly misleading, I guess. You're like, oh, I don't, I yeah. quit drinking. It is minor. The drugs have helped. Yeah. Uh, so Chuck went and set up his own group. Okay. An Non-drinking druggers. Yeah. Yeah. It started in 1958 in a seedy neighborhood in Santa Monica. Eleven people came regularly. Okay. They explored what Chuck called "quote a line of no lines." Hmm. Gonna need you to help a little there. Basically, they attacked each other, calling out those they thought were lying or egotistical. So, so it's just like they, a verbal assault on it was someone. Just like, just like a like weekly argument, tearing someone down. Think like a comedy roast, but real and not fun. 
Right. Okay. So they had a Monty Python sketch once a week. It wasn't like a back and forth. You would just sit there, and then everyone would just fucking rip into you. And you, and that was, and it was viewed as therapeutic. Yes. Okay. Right. For I people just, who, I never. wasn't sure if they were planning on having like a good meeting, and then it no. just turned into like a dressing down. No, no, it's just being mean to someone. Okay. Interesting. Um, I can't. I have mean at eight. I, <laughs> I have to go to mean at eight. I have my mean ting. Uh, the regulars loved it. They thought it was fucking great. Sure. Word Don't got out. The mailman. Yep. Yeah. Word got out. More people came. Uh, a lot of heroin addicts who heard one member had kicked heroin in the program. Okay. Chuck called the group the Tender Loving Care Club. Okay. What? One day a member was saying they should do a seminar, and Chuck thought they said synonym. What is a synonym? Well, that's not a word. Okay, okay. I was. Uh, it sounds uh, Jewish adjacent. Uh, so then he changed the name to Synanon. So he did. A he liked the. He liked the word scramble. Okay. So new name now. It's not tender, loving care. It's Synanon. Synanon. Yeah. Okay. In the early days, he re- reportedly coined the phrase, "quote This is the first day of the rest of your life." Well, that's a big one. Yeah, you know that that's one, big, don't I you? Abso- yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, I've 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 said it to Head myself in the mirror of, a couple a of lot. times in the last few years. A lot, you know? huh? A lot. But yeah, I've said it to myself. I say it to myself once. A lot. I say it to my half. Look, I have to say it to myself a in lot. the mirror before I leave. Okay, it's a, become yeah. a bit of a tick. Morning. Morning. I have to go to the mirror. <laughs> okay. Bye. Uh, and he came up with a new form of group therapy called the haircut. So this is what it is. It's what we talked about. Members usually knew, had let every member tell them what their faults were. So a new guy comes in, and then they just sit there and just fucking they, rip they, into and you. And they're ripping them just off of not no no knowledge. Well, I probably I guess the guy would probably share about himself, and then they would just fucking let the guy have. It. Okay, sounds good. Uh-huh. Everyone would rip into the member. One person described it as, quote, brutal, but on a verbal level. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's, okay. It's my dad. Right. It's full soon, metal jacket. Yeah. It is, yeah. Full, soon this became known as the game. This is really weird. Uh, one member would talk about the, uh, themselves and then be br- brutally criticized by the others. Members were encouraged to be critical of everything. But when outside the game, everyone was supposed to be super nice to each other and no violence. So this is the verbal fight club. Yeah, yeah. You've, they just you, have these meetings where you just all out attack each tear. other. But then out of there, you're like, want to hey, get a beer? Yeah. Well, I guess not want to get a beer. I love you, Jimmy. <laughs> and then you hug and whatever. Yeah. But then you think back on it and you're like, wait a minute. I wasn't sharing a drink that, with anyone. That was awful. It was me in the parking lot alone. Oh, my God. Who did I hand it to? Who bombed that place? Oh, my God. It was me. All right, so the cat's done. On the move. Synanon grew to 20 people in its first year. Chuck leased a rundown storefront and moved the meetings there. And then he incorporated Synanon. Okay. So now it's a corporation. Sure. As it's supposed to be. Absolutely. Uh, It hit 50 members in the second year. That's growth. growth. Coming on. Chuck stopped funding it uh, with his unemployment checks, finding financial supporters and pushing sober members to get jobs and then give their entire paycheck to Synanon. Well, this is, I mean, this is fast, right? I yeah, mean, I mean, in under two years, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's, it's already quick. building your empire. Um, so this became standard for all members. So you are just giving the Synanon all your money, yeah. or Synanon all your money? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
they moved to a beach house. I like this. This oh. is sort of like, you know, like the summer season. Yeah, except people didn't like the idea of drug addicts being around. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so locals wanted it cited for violating zoning laws. Okay. And while local papers were critical, bigger papers like the L.A. Times wrote favorable stories. <laughs> okay. The combo of helping outcasts and fighting the establishment made Hollywood liberals jump on board. Of, okay, wow. Stars no, like... Just, you know, we yeah. don't give enough lip service to how dumb Hollywood is. <laughs> I mean, you know, for two people who live in it... And yeah. get, you know, called, we really like, don't. And we and we, you know, and we when we obviously like have like a, you know, like we're more liberally minded. But yeah. keep in mind, I mean, we this town is just you, vacuous like when idiots. You, when you hear that, it is so easy to believe yeah. that just a bunch of like people are just like, well, I can't believe they're trying to kick them out of the beach community. Come on, Becky, we're joining. I mean, let's give them a million dollars. It's all going to Synanon. It's yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Right. Uh, stars like Jane Fonda and Leonard Nimoy were guests at Synanon. Soon there was a tough to hear Nimoy was in. Yeah, soon there was a Synanon. The movie. You got dumb ears. You got stupid ears. Look at you, dumbass. They're, they're not real. It's just a character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're thinking of the show. Look. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Thank you. I can't do this. Thank you. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I winked. Yeah, it's another Dave wink. <laughs> Waste of winks. Uh, soon there was a synonym on the movie. What? In the works, starring Chuck Connors and Eartha Kitt. Oh, my God. Eartha yeah. Kitt. Making a film. All right. But Synanon was then found guilty of violating zoning laws in Santa Monica and given 90 days to move. When they're violating zoning laws, that just means there's too many of them? No, I think they're a rehab clinic and they're, not, they're in a res- residential place. Right, okay, right. Chuck got 30 days in jail. Okay. But he, fought, he still fought it, and he and Santa Monica eventually came to an agreement. Synanon could stay as a nonprofit club if it didn't treat drug addicts. Okay. But the heart huh? of the concept was that. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. So you would... Huh? <laughs> you... It's a big note. I'm saying yeah. it's a big note. Okay? <laughs> it's a large note. But that was okay with Chuck because his rehab program didn't work. Only 10% of people stayed clean. God, Most, that's abysmal. That's not good. Most addicts le- left in less than like a year. more people are going back than normal. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Chuck had been graduating addicts after a year or two, but he stopped. Now they had to stay forever. This is all really weird. These are weird adjustments. Well, if they're, if, they're, if they're making you not do that anymore, then the ones you have, you have to keep, right? I don't know. Because you're making money off of them. Well, so now I get if they it. graduate... Now I love it. Let me see uh, those margins. So it's just about money, basically. Right. Um, and they have to stay forever now. Everyone except board members had a job, and all their money went to sit in on. So he stopped letting people leave. He then decided to go into self-improvement. Oh, no. In the mid to late 60s, improving yourself mentally and oh, spiritually no. was a huge oh, fad. Oh, no. The what? timing is not good. It's good. This is bad timing. Synodon started going after normal people who were looking to improve their lives. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyone could, part- could participate, and members aggressively recruited them. It became more popular, and people packed the house nightly. Oh, good Lord. They did the game. 
and danced to the sounds of Synanon, the house jazz band made up of former junkies. What, the Synanon <laughs> band? The sounds of Synanon. The Synanon Six. Give it up, guys. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. They have a jazz band. More members came. Um, wealthy people started to come. Of course. Some donated their cars, Ugh, their furniture. Something like this. People started selling their houses and giving all the money to Synanon. I mean, come on, we've got, we have something like this in us. We can do something like this. A woman donated one million dollars. <laughs> I mean, we can figure out something like this, David. Come on. A man gave Synanon his mor- mortgage company <laughs> that was worth nine hundred thousand. His company. You should take my mortgage business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another gave his advertising gift business called Advertising Gifts and Premiums, or ADGAP. It, it sold small crap-like logo-branded pens crap and like? keychains. I'm saying crap-like, but they're just shitty, oh. like, logo-branded pens and keychains and shit that have, like, a corporation name on it. Like, it's just fucking swag garbage shit. I love that stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, they used the combo of ad, uh, ADGAP and Synanon get it, to get in the door and offer services to corporations like RCA and Exxon. Okay, RCA Bank. Right. So now they're selling keychains to Exxon. Okay, this is this is how, this is what he got in the business. for. This is why. Yeah, to make keychains for oil companies. That's right. Yeah. By the end of 1967, Synanon owned millions in real estate all over the nation, including five million worth in Santa Monica alone. Okay. Jesus so he's killing Christ. it. He's killing it. People are throwing money at him. Literally. We can do something like this. Synodon bought 68 acres in Tamales Bay in Marin County near San Francisco. So that's like 30 miles, 25 miles where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Super close. Great area. It's yeah. a great area to own land. It that's really is. a lot is. of land, yeah. It really is. Um, there, Chuck wanted to build his Synodon City. He wanted to base... Cinecity? Cinecity. Wow. Cincet. Cinecity. Cincet. Don't Sense. help me. I've got it. Cincet. What? No. He wanted to uh, base ADGAP there and have a school so members could raise their families. This is where thing like it hmm? already has what? a couple of red flaggy. What moments, do you mean? But this is where when you're when you're introducing like schools into into um, this, you think that's, that's when it's problematic. You think it's weird? Yeah, when you're creating a new generation, uh, that's a problem. Well, this is when Synanon became known as Synanon Two. There were now the five. The sin is sequel? The second sin. Don't help me. I've double got sin. these. No. Sin is sequel. Not that's. I just said that. We added a minute ago. There were now 5,000 members. Jesus. Branches were opening all over. Branches? Chuck, Chuck wanted to cut loose the not completely devoted. <laughs> His first targets were the ex drug addicts. Oh, this is just. Because they complained a lot. This is, I mean, this is how you run the cult offense. Yeah. I mean, this is pro playbook stuff This is some fucking shit right here. (laughs) But that's what it was all about. You're just not working out. I can't trust you. You're erratic. out. Well, we're trying to quit drugs. Yes, and not here, though. He didn't do it like that. So he started holding marathon game sessions that lasted 72 straight hours or longer. Game sessions being the dressing down? Yeah, where you just fucking hammer people. okay. Members were delirious and broken down at the end. Older members would drop out once they were given time to sleep and reflect on what had happened. Wow. The marathon sessions also became a way to indoctrinate new members. So that's the, wow. that's the classic cult sleep yeah. deprivation yeah. Yeah. thing. 
The main Synanon compound was built in Tomales Bay. Recruits dressed just like Chuck. That's normal. Denim overalls. They, okay, I was going to say, does he change his outfit every day? But no, he's just Denim got overalls. one consistent yeah. sort of yeah. good look. Come on, Eileen. Oh, no. Uh, so you've... So it's Dixie Midnight Runners. That's what we have here. Oh, that's where this heads? And they played... When they get the fiddle. It's coming. Yeah. And they played uh, the game three times a week, three weeks Jesus. a month. On the fourth week, they marathon for 48 hours straight. Children played the game. Oh, no. They started when they turned four. Oh, God. You, I mean, Jesus. talk about a generation of assholes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. The games became more vicious. During one game, they belittled a woman who was dying of cancer. Oh, my God. What is going on? A member said to her, quote, you don't even deserve to have cancer. I think that's a compliment. That is. I think she went so far in one direction that she actually said something sweet. I don't think it's just saying you don't deserve. I would say that to someone. I think, but he's saying it in a bad way. Like, you are not good enough to have cancer. I agree. He is saying that. But it comes but out. He is swinging so far, so mm-hmm. hard that he's actually potentially. Yeah, it saying comes around the other side. Nice. Yeah. It's the, the response to that is I would thank understand you. also like taking it terribly. Yeah. You know, but I, what he's, his quote is You don't deserve cancer. Well, thank you. <laughs> so Chuck Diedrich was now super into himself. That's shocking. Every Synodon branch had to hang portraits of Chuck and his wife, Betty. Old timers had to hang the pictures of, the, of them in their homes. Oh my God. Chuck was said to be incredibly charismatic and funny, which is how he got away with all of this. He certainly wasn't good looking. He had a droopy eye and a booming voice. Well, I mean. He once, I'll, I'll look him up while I read this. He once opened a graduation ceremony by dropping his pants and exposing himself. What? And then said he had revealed, quote, the last mystery of Synodon. What? Wait, is he a comedian? (laughs) Okay. Uh, He dropped his pants, showed his penis, and said what? The last mystery of Synodon. That he's revealed the last. Oh, man. Let's have a look here. Oh, good Lord. That's not good, is it? Oh, Jesus. Chuck's doctor told him he had to stop smoking, so he ordered no one at Synanon could smoke. That's that's a terrible... That's unfair. That's totally where you go with this. No. Uh, So this was a nightmare because cigarettes and coffee were like the fuel of Synanon. Dude, also like, I mean, AA, like that is Yeah, that's where it came from. That's what it is. Like The amount of coffee and cigarettes. It's fucking ex-addicts, ex-drinkers. That's their jam. Yeah. Uh, so they smoked so much that a North Carolina tobacco company had donated 250,000 worth of cigarettes, but now they had to send them all back. Wow. 75 members left immediately. Wow. That really is a testament (laughs) to how addictive nicotine is. I mean, 75 people. Yeah. They probably tried for like two hours, yeah, too. Okay, that's good. I'm well, good. Fine. I'm you out. know what? Yeah. I actually uh, needed a reason. Uh, I didn't want to target anything. I got up and I was like, I could use a coffee, yeah. and now I'm well, leaving. I'm in my car. I had a bunch of coffees, but I think if I wait an hour, two yeah. hours, I think yeah. that'll subside. Yeah. Then I won't have the craving anymore. Ugh. Are you leaving? I need coffee. I'll absolutely I'm going leave. out for coffee. I will leave right yeah, now. Yeah, smoke. yeah, I'd love to go. Yeah, yeah. smoke. Let's leave. Let's leave here. Goodbye. Entirely leave here. We're going to a coffee place. Yeah, we'll return the cigarettes. Fucking dumbass. 
then more left due to how Chuck and the elders handled members being upset about the smoking ban. Wow. Smoking created quite a ripple. Um, these people were called out in the games publicly. Okay. They were all going through withdrawal. That's not going to help you not want to have a cigarette. Well, now the thing of the game. So the game is people going through cigarette withdrawal and uh-huh. coffee withdrawal, uh-huh. which is a thing. Uh-huh. And now they're playing a vicious game of attack oh, the other the guy. Sweat. The beads of sweat. At the peak of the smoking band madness during a game, one member challenged another to shave his head. Okay. And he did it. Okay. And then the challenger shaved his head. Everyone started being challenged to shave their head. What? Okay. This is abnormal. Chuck's right-hand man shaved his head and pushed others to doing it, saying it was a real, quote, slap in the face of middle-class vanity. What? But this is, you don't, this doesn't happen. This isn't allowed to happen. No, it's had happened. (laughs) Okay. So. Middle-class vanity is just taking one right in the fucking keister. Right. Yep. Take that, motherfucker. You your yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't have any hair on my head. How do you like that middle Let's class? Let's smoke the hair. Oh, God. We I should smoke really, the hair up. I could go for <laughs> you know, There's probably coffee and tobacco in the hair. Oh, man. That's, I'll tell you what. Yeah. It's hitting some spot. <clears throat> it doesn't go down too easy. I'm shooting it. Uh, I'm also shooting it. Not everyone shaved their heads, but a lot did. That's so great that there are a few people like, I agree. I, I'm not going to. I agree a lot, but not that no, a lot. You no. know what I mean? I thought we were all going to do it. That's why nah. I did it. Yeah, I wasn't. Well, most of us did. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to. I know. I like, I like my I hair. I love my hair. Yeah, I mean, I like mine more probably. Well, no, but mine's gone. You can't weigh that. I think so. I also was going to shave it, and then I saw how stupid you looked. And now I'm like, oh, I should have hair. I should have hair, too. Uh, yeah, you made a bad choice because the guy was yelling at you. And... Yeah. Yeah. Boy, that was nuts back I know. Do you want some coffee? I, well, I We can't have any. Right. I was going to say no. Yeah. My answer was going to be a long, stammery no. Okay. Well, that's where we are. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. what a crazy night here, you huh? You are another, another one of these. The bald head led to, led to roles in movies. George Lucas hired members to be in his first short, THX 1138. That movie's crazy. Robert Altman put some in his film, California Split. And then it became a punishment for members. What? If someone spoke out of turn, Chuck or others would demand they shave their head. What a weird... Shaved heads then became a mark of shame oh, and a no, symbol of no. people who had gotten out of line. No. Yeah. Scarlet haircuts? Full shaved head circle oh, on that God. one. Still, Synodon kept... You give someone a bald mullet is what you do. If you yeah. Really, that's, that's what you what do. do. You create another class. I like a bald mullet. Keep going. Uh, still, Synodon was taking off. Branches opened in Puerto Rico, Germany, Malaysia, and other countries. Someone just probably walked in thinking it was a bank at one point. Hello! Sounds, yeah. Hi, uh, hi. Hi, welcome to the branch of Synanon. How are you? Good. What can I help you with today? I just wanted to open an account. Well, you need somewhere to put your money? Yes. Synanon works with that, absolutely. Um, so what do you do for work? What? Doesn't I... matter. Fill out this uh-huh. and then get all the money to us, and we'll have it here at Synanon. Oh, what? Here at Synanon, we'll have all your money. This is a new branch. Thank you very much for coming. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. And then you just take people's money. Yeah. And then leave, and then you go live somewhere else. Yeah. No, you call it... I think that's how it works. You call it it capitalism, the bank. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
but even though they opened up branches in those places, membership didn't increase very much. It was more about finding more customers for uh, ADGAP. So they're just going into other countries to try to find people to sell shitty pens and trinkets to. Right. But Very but, weird side game. But it's now, that company is now making $10 million a year. Currently? No, yeah, that, in, in this story. In this point in the wow. story. It's making $10 million, million dollars a year. Yeah. Oh, you almost don't need the idiots from Hollywood. No. Nope. Almost. Chuck's salary increased from 2500 to 75000 Pretty nice bump. Other members just got $5 a week, plus That's room and board. Solid, too, though. Also good. Also nice. <laughs> Five a week. Uh, in 1972, the San Francisco Examiner ran a story that called Synanon the, quote, racket of the century. Okay, so, so that's finally not, people are sniffing around. That's not a great story, unless no, they're talking no. about a tennis racket. I don't believe they are. They were accused of committing fraud because they no longer helped addicts, but still took donations to help addicts. It is bizarre that now is, that I hear it played back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a few months later, the examiner fired the reporter who wrote the story. It turns out he had written a series of stories about China but had never done any actual investigating. He just sat in a bar in Hong Kong and made the stories up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. Wow. That's. Fake news. Yeah, it's <laughs> fake news. Well, what a time, huh? Yeah, yeah. Just Hunter S. Thompson in, oh my like, God. Hong Kong. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you just got to think he had a great time. Yeah. Like, I'll, you know, at this point, I mean, obviously it doesn't really affect us right now. So yeah. I'll say in retrospect, what a great, but it's just a party move. The, the best. <laughs> Sit on, then file the. Are you uh, doing a story? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a deep, deep investigation of the corruption. Yeah, that, my uh, friends and I are going to need another uh, round of these Mai Tai. Yeah. Kim coming. I'm writing a great story right Ready? now. Great story. Yeah. Take some ginger beers and uh, whiskeys over here. So after, after this, Sinon filed a $32 million libel lawsuit against the examiner, and the paper, paper settled and paid Sinon $600,000. Okay. Which was, at the time, the largest libel settlement, uh, settlement ever by a major newspaper. And sediment. And sediment. Half went to a small group of Sinon members close to Chuck, and the other half went to Chuck. Interesting. Funny how the pies get split. Yeah, it's an interesting way to divide it. Yeah. Um, By the end of 1972, Synanon looked nothing like it did when it started 14 years before. There were 2,000 members living on two huge properties in Marin County. Okay. One in Tomales Bay that housed the academy and the other... Is this the story of your father? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Okay. It's about my dad. Yeah. This is how my mommy and daddy met. Yeah. Uh... So that one's called the Academy. The other is called Walker Creek Ranch, which housed the children. Okay. Interesting. Um, they're basically, it's almost like a resort. There's fishing, sailing. There's a movie theater, uh, dentists, doctors, a barber shop where they got their head shaved, well, the, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say. That, that uh, dude's like, hello? Just go ahead and shave it uh, clean. Pretty easy. I, I've been bad. Another one? Yep, I'm a bad Naughty, man. naughty. You're a bad man. Yeah. Um, they even have their own fire department. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Synanon set up its own radio network called KSYN, run by a former DJ. Hey, Synanon in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We are excited to have another glorious day here on Synanon. 
74 degrees, another beautiful afternoon in Marin County, getting you on the ones Marin. and the twos, Marin County. Marin. Marin County, we actually got a, a new guy in the studio, we got to spice up the morning, he's here uh-huh. to correct me on how to say the town, Marin, is that what well, I you Do live... I sound like a moron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, traffic not looking too bad, Main Street's a little clogged up right now, we got a pothole causing some backup what? at the four-way stop sign. Guys, keep it coming at the ones and twos, right now we're going to play some edited Leonard Skinner, edited, let's go! Good to meet you, man. That was pretty good. I like our chemistry. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Save it for the show. Boom. That's what morning radio is actually like. Uh, so this radio network, which came to be called The Wire, uh, uh-huh. would air Chuck's speeches at all Synanon locations. Oh, man. Awesome. What a great radio so, station. So he'd get on the mic and he'd ramble about Synanon's philosophy and the future of Synanon. If you missed a speech, you could then go to a listening station at any of the any of the branches. Ugh. Since the beginning, Chuck had recorded every game he played in, every meeting he went to, That's and insane. every speech he made. So he's like so the, now he's like Sliver. He, now, <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> but you could now go into the listening stations and just hear his back catalog. Of all the of all oh, the, the whole back chuck. Wow, the back chuck. Amazingly, things started getting dark. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Didn't feel like that was going to happen. During the game one day, a woman kept interrupting Chuck's wife. Oh boy. Chuck then got into a heated argument with the woman and then poured a can of root beer on her head. Hmm. This broke the cardinal rule of absolutely no violence against others, especially during the game. When confronted about it later, Chuck had a great excuse. Quote, it was to teach her a lesson. And kind of funny. And, yeah, what's wrong with pouring a root beer on a lady's head? Yeah, okay. I do like the standard of violence, though, because that's <clears throat> yeah, yeah. aggressive. You would, but, I, yeah, he's but you're not supposed to, like, do anything. You're just supposed to, it's supposed to be verbal. Right. Yeah, no, I get that. It crosses the line. That's not verbal. <laughs> No. Oh, the root beer's good. I like root beer. You need to drink. Yeah. It's actually probably top two worst sodas to get poured on you. Have you ever poured a drink or anything on someone's head? I'm, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, it's, my buddy, it's great. My buddy Jake and I used to have this thing where we would hang out and we'd get drunk and we would play chicken over who would pour beer on our own heads and yeah. we would both end up pouring beers on well, our heads. I wouldn't say... Out I wouldn't, publicly. I wouldn't say this in a... Uh, like a pop. Is this You're, being recorded? Yeah. It is. Yeah. That's interesting. So it's now the mid-70s, and Synanon wasn't working out as Chuck wanted it to. Uh-huh. Uh, when it moved away from the rehab work, the donations dried up. Okay. Uh, and also members kept leaving. Okay. It <laughs> sounds a little bit like the jerk. So they had game clubs in cities. Game club? Dude, this is fight club. This is verbal <laughs> fight club. They had game clubs in the cities? Mind if we argue in the basement? Yeah, yeah, but only when we're closed. <sighs> Cities like Oakland, Santa Monica, and Detroit. Wow. And they attracted people. Like, people would come in to see what this was about. Hey, uh, I'm looking to fight. I'm looking for someone to yell at me. Is that hey, a, this a... Uh, I'm impotent, and uh, <laughs> I don't call people back. I'm looking to get dressed down publicly. <laughs> you got it. Um, but even though they had these clubs, the clubs were rarely recruiting people. People would try it out for a month, and then they'd stop coming. Sure. Weird. 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine you gotta, why. Hey, you want to go to this new club where people just call you a dick? You know, it's almost like it takes people a month to figure out it's not good. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah. I went there and some guy's like, you're a fucking asshole, you piece of shit, you <laughs> stupid motherfucker. And I was like, I love it here. It's awesome. And then I started thinking, why have I been down this month? That's right. Because I keep going to Shout Club. So now it's time for Sinning on 3. Has there been a two? Yeah, we said there was a two earlier when they moved to uh, uh, Tomas Bay. Oh, that's when they shifted from the drug stuff. Yeah, okay. when they, it's so when they, they like went from like an AA sort of thing okay. to now like a an academy and a, so now there's the a whole. Third. That's cool. That's they're making they're making tons of money as a nonprofit. Uh huh. Oh God. But if the IRS audited them, they would be forced to hand over millions in taxes. Okay. So Synod applied to be recognized as a religion. Oh, no. Why didn't I see this coming? It's so obvious. But the government denied it. The government okay. said no, but still kind of, I just kind don't of turn think, into a religion. I don't think in this day and age the government would approve a crazy, crazy philosophy as a religion. Just no, like could you imagine? Like if there's insane. like a... Like if, it would be insane. Like, say Tom Cruise was in a... Chuck kept acting like a religious leader anyway. You got to, dude. You got... By the way, play the part. You got to own it. Yeah. You got to own well, it. Well, no, once he applies to be a religion, then you know what fucking path he's going down. Yeah. So he decree edicts, often contradicting previous edicts. Sure. Right. He was also super impulsive. One day, Chuck, he's sitting well, on money. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're like on the fly shifting edicts, it sounds like yeah. you're impulsive. Yeah. A new edict, changing the last edict. No, another edict. A new edict. Well, one was I'm that, edicted. One was everyone should get a Harley. Uh, what? Are you kidding? Well, he buys himself a Harley, a Harley, a big Harley, and then he super fucking loved it. So uh, he bought smaller Harleys for all his advisors, his close advisors. And then he bought all the members. Mini Harleys. Motorcycles, but what? lower level members had to pay sitting on back. Sure. Right, of course. Everyone, well, because the bottom of the pyramid must pay. That's right. Yeah. So everyone has to ride a motorcycle, but not Still, everyone knew how to ride a motorcycle. That, that, I mean, this really is like... <laughs> what? The brashness of cults. No one was trained to ride. So they it's just get the on them. thing you just pick up on the fly. Well, even though I sort of did in Thailand. Chuck implored members to ride anyway. One old timer died, and several others lost limbs. Lost? Wow! In in Rex, what? The DJ in charge of the in-house radio station lost a leg in a crash. Hey, everybody! Welcome back on the ones and twos. Not playing it like I used to. Actually, when you look at my limbs now, it is a two and one situation. Here, coming in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. Traffic out there is a nightmare based on the new Harley edict. Uh, People are crashing into each other. We got legs, we got arms, we got a torso laying on Main Street. Main Street is a no-go. Remember when that pothole was a problem? I sure do. Uh, we got, uh, we're here in Marin County. You got something to say? Marin. Marin? Marin. <laughs> we're still doing it over here. God, I missed that leg. It's me. Hop in the morning. Let's go. Jack became more tyrannical. Good. <sighs> tyrannical well, when, I mean, or tyrannical. I, either way, but I still think after a Harley edict, you, I mean... I, I, yeah. think, I think that's a sign that you're headed that way. Yeah. Members were now being viciously gamed for misspeaking in public or not making their bets. This is, it's turning bad. When his it, doctor. It's almost like human Twitter. 
Oh my God, it is it is human Twitter. It's totally human Twitter. Members were now being viciously gay. Oh, I did that. When his doctors told him he needed to exercise more, Chuck announced a new program called the Fatathon. Uh, oh, oh, Dave, don't stop. <laughs> What's the Fatathon? Well, it required all members to spend a portion of the day jogging in place. So because, uh, so basically, he is just has a bunch of virtual hymns. Yeah, well, whatever anything, he does, they must do immediately after. Yeah. It's almost like a voodoo doll. Like anything happens the to fat-a-thon. him. Yeah. One woman refused to participate in the fatathon. Interesting. And was public about it. So Chuck Someone's brought her. Get a haircut. Chuck brought her to the cafeteria and made her jog in front of everyone as they ate. Chuck's Chuck Chuck's a normal kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, he's a normal guy. Kind of chill yeah. sort of dude. Kinda, when did this all start for him when he was how old? Oh, he's forty three, I think. When when this really took fruition? Well, when he started, when he started it, right? Because um, okay. yeah. I was going to say you could blame it on early success, no. but no, this is no. He's almost. It's almost like he's Kanye a little bit. Yeah, he's super fucked up. Um. So after he made this woman jog in place, uh, the woman told other members that she wanted to quit, but she couldn't because it would mean leaving her husband and two kids at Synanon. Oh god! So this is really common at Synanon. Oh, this One is really spouse wants to calls. leave. Yeah, one yeah. spouse wants to leave. The kids are there because yeah. they've got all the kids in the other place, and the kids are like being raised by everybody. Kind Mother, of deals. We can't go. We must stay at Synanon Three. <laughs> That's right. Um, in Synanon Three, Chuck saw something new. He told his followers he wanted Synanon to be the vanguard of aggressive militant religions. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> First there of all, there should be a handbook. Yeah, but when you start a cult, you should get a scroll that's sort of like, "Huh, it's weird. We're headed right in that direction." Yeah. Well, I'm a hack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. But also, congratulations on uh, on uh, inventing aggressive militant religions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wanted Synanon to develop a reputation that would make others think twice about messing with them. It's just. <laughs> Great. What is it? it? It's great. Synodon 3 is crazy. Synodon's aggressive behavior began with attacks on its own members. Okay. The drug rehab program was revamped and began taking in juvenile delinquents who were sent there by judges. Okay. Uh, 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 Dave, the... <laughs> yeah, because everyone thinks they're a fucking good group and that they're locked into saving people from addiction. So, of course, judges send them to... The kids were put into what was called the punk squad and forced to do the dirtiest, hardest work in the compound. And beating And beatings of kids became routine. This is all shaping up really, really well. Teens were being abused for slouching or making their beds wrong. So they just... The bed is a big player. So that, yeah, they're really into beds. So is Jordan Peterson. It's a thing. People get into beds... Uh, making them not into bed. I'll stop talking, but... Uh, Are you hitting on me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but so they've basically... They've got these kids that they have doing work, and they're just abusing them in this place. Well, and they're also probably like... You know, it is, it's sort of that prisoner mentality where it's just sort of like, oh, okay, you're here for rehab. You do all the bad shit, so we don't have to, and we're labeling it rehabilitative for you. But yeah. in reality, it's actually just because we don't want to take out the trash. That's right. And then all the people in the, the 
all the kids on the other the the members' kids, they're also being a hit all the time, and like they're all just being. I, I didn't it's go into like that because it's not hilarious. It's a perfect. Uh, oh no, I'm just I'm about to go on a real fun riff, but yeah. uh, no, it's just like the perfect way to handle every level of maturation. Obviously, that's right. Yeah. Sinanon soon went after their neighbors. Sure. This is. I mean, what? So this is like in Marin. This is like farmland area. Right. Right. So there's several. There were several yelling matches because members were driving aggressively. So they're fucking. They're fucking they with people on the roads. Wait, well, this is the people in Sinanon. Yeah. So Sinanon are now like like f- fucking fucking with people on the roads around the ra- around the the. To be fair, they've lost city. 81 limbs. They have lost 81 limbs. So. When two men's, just two guys, random guys' car broke down near the compound, Sinanon members grabbed them, took them to a warehouse, tied them up. This is aggressive. And, th- and threatened to hurt them. Chuck came and joined and screamed in the men's faces that they should be fucked up. Then Sinanon called the cops on the two guys. What? The cops they, came. What? The cops came and were like, uh, yeah. So this. Why did you call us you, criminals? Yeah, if you. Kidnap someone and punch them in the face. That's actually your bad. They ruined our ropes, officer. Your ropes? Yes. Look at them. They're, They're covered blood. in blood. Yeah, that you did Disgusting. that. Disgusting. You did that. That is not our blood. I think DNA evidence no, will show. It's their it blood. Is, it is their blood. Exactly, officer. So if you will, cart them away. Read them the Miranda. I don't think you know how. I've any- already told them the one. They seem to have waved the first one. Right to remain Are those silent. overalls? Yes, we're all wearing these. It's what we wear. Are you in the Dixie Midnight Runners? Uh, I'm not familiar. Are they on the radio station here that's pretty much just speeches? I'm thinking of the future. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so haul them away, boys. Another case closed. Good to meet you guys. Strangely, the cops blamed Synanon and asked the DA to bring charges of kidnapping. Didn't happen. Terrible. What? Why? Neighbor and rancher Alvin Gambonini started having disagreements over a ranch road on his property that Sinanon had an easement on. Okay. When Alvin learned Sinanon had bought $75,000 worth of guns, he became scared to plow his fields. Oh, my God, yeah. Then one day, as he drove down his ranch road, 20 members attacked him as he drove home. That's... Okay, and then they called the cops. He's with, he hurt our hands. He's with his wife and kids in the car. He's got three kids in okay. a truck. They jumped all over the truck while he drove. He managed to get away and safely home, but he was beaten and missing a tooth. Jeez. Oh, Police were called. Only one member was arrested and charged. He got 15 days What's in jail. What's the DA's deal? I, I don't know. I, I, that thing I didn't look into, but it's a crazy part of this. So the massive gun purchase was picked up by the media, and Synanon just said they had a right to protect themselves. Well. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're a rehab place. Yeah. <laughs> How are we not going to have guns? Yeah. February 1st, 1976, Chuck got on the wire, the private radio station. Hey, we have a special guest in the studio. And read a long speech. The speech was titled, Childbirth Unmasked. Oh, Dave, Dave. Quote. Dave. David. Why does a woman have a baby? Dave. Does a child mean value or is it just Dave. kind of a lark? What happened to, what, what's happening with your oh. cat? Oh, the ice machine? No, it's his electric feeder. Holy shit. <laughs> that was the craziest cat moment I've ever seen. 
like that was, it's up on top of the fridge, so the cat can't get to it. Because I was gone, and so I set up the electronic feeder yeah. for him, and I forgot to take the batteries out. Yeah. So it's on top of the fridge, and it just fed. But what it did to him, the, like, response Holy time, shit. Well, that's called Pavlovian. Yeah, that is absolutely Pavlov's cat. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to this. Uh, sorry, sorry. Why does a woman have a baby? Does a child mean value, or is it just kind of a lark? Do you think there is any appreciable difference between a person who moves their bowels several times a day and those once a day? What is going on, do Dave? You, on do the you, radio? You're like, turn this up! Do, <laughs> do you really and truly think that this natural process has any effect on the person doing it? I mean... What are you going to get out of that baby? I understand it's like crapping a football more than anything else. What do you want to do that for, for Christ's sake? Jesus. And then he called Synodon children a big issue because, quote, every baby that we indulge a Synodon female takes up a bed and somewhere between one hundred dollars and $200,000 worth of energy. So they're too expensive is what he's saying. In 17 years, 150 children have been born at Synanon. Oh, my God. Now Chuck was going to, quote, control births like wealthy people in the world have always done. Uh, pardon? He ordered the men to get... What does he think the wealthy are doing? He ordered the men to get vasectomies uh... and pregnant, pregnant women to get abortions. Oh, boy. Within five days, or they'd be kicked out. Oh, my God. Hundreds of members then left. Yeah, okay. And started smoking as soon as Oh, God, I just want coffee! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get these fucking overalls off. Oh. I'm going to keep wearing mine. Yeah. But this is what Chuck wanted, because he was calling this the squeeze. He wanted to push as many members out and leave only the very most devoted. So, okay. Yeah. Pressure purge. Yeah. But many stayed. Hundreds of men got vasectomies in the compound's medic area. Yeah. Well, the dentist was great at those. One of the first operations... Oh, no. Oh, no. Are we going to hear about some... <laughs> the surgeon accidentally cut oh. an artery on no. the man's penis no, and his scrotum filled with blood like a balloon. <laughs> no, no, Dave. Dave, like a bullfrog about to rib it. Oh, Dave, why? I think it's going well. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what I don't think I can have anymore is children. Look at the size of my ball sack. Nine women had abortions. Wow. Chuck had no sympathy for them. Quote, having an abortion is like squeezing a boil, nothing more. Jesus. He would definitely be on the speaking circuit now. I mean. He told one couple they could keep their child if they gave him 30,000. They left. But Chuck Jesus. himself did not have a vasectomy. Of course not. No, no, no. When he was questioned by some members why, he said, quote, I still might want to have children. I mean, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as a great daddy. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. I mean, wow. look at me. I'd be a great dad. Huh? Come I on. I can't let the hypocrisy gene die with me. Uh, sadly, Chuck's wife, Betty, died. Okay. He took it hard. He cried in front of members at the mention of her name. Okay. His sobbing was so extreme, members time worried. For a, time for a game. Yeah, for sure. Right now. Get right in. Have it a game. Oh, huh? you crying? Huh? You crying? Oh, I miss my wife. Do you miss your wife? Are you a big baby? I miss Betty. Shave your head. 
Um, his sobbing was so extreme, members worried about his health. Chuck then doubled down on the squeeze. He set up a labor camp. A labor camp. I'm, I'm wondering which way this is going to fall. For 20, quote, deadbeats. They were old timers that he wanted out. So there's people who don't have money left, basically. And just go work until you want to leave. The old timers were scolded in front of the entire compound in Badger, which is like down in the middle of California. And then they were taken to a remote it's weird area. That they were dr- they were like <laughs> treated like shit in Badger. In Badger. In Badger. They were taken to a remote area and forced to do brutal jobs like moving boulders and building tin shacks in the hot summer you, sun. You take that boulder over there. Move it. Now. Bring it back. <laughs> they had to live in tents and dig their own toilets? Sure. But they were rescued by one of Synanon's richest supporters, who's nicknamed the Harris. She called out Chuck during a game, and then he just blamed it on other members and shut it down. <laughs> Wait. Wait. So so she's someone with money. He, so, right. He had to scapegoat in order to preserve the financial valve. Yeah. So he was just basically like, I can't believe what they put you up to. Game's over. How dare they? How dare they? <laughs> okay. So after two months of grieving for his wife... Chuck announced he was ready for a new woman. Oh, God. He started wearing bright red suspenders. Oh, dear. And called them his, quote, courting suspenders. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, those that, talk about an oxymoron. <laughs> my courting suspenders? Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, my courting suspenders? Oh, fuck. Oh, my uh, God. It's pretty great. It's like my uh, sexy scarf. <laughs> my cordic suspenders. He used the wire to tell everyone the type of woman he wanted. Quote, uh, I want a woman this, with a... This, this ends so creepily. This ends... It ends great. Yeah. It ends in love. I want a woman with a body of a 30-year-old, the wisdom of an 80-year-old, and the intelligence of a 45-year-old. I'm not going to put it past this man to behead yeah. a woman and put another woman's yep. brain in a, her and then stitch that onto a 30-year-old Well, that's, that's what's going to happen. Hello! Chuck then beheaded, no. Uh, <laughs> and, quote, a face that could get a contract in Hollywood, but with enough experience to have her face totally ruined. Um, the last part. I don't know what that means. Run it back. So I think he's saying. I think he's saying he wants a beautiful young woman who doesn't care if she lost her beauty. But it. But like an older woman, he's saying an older woman's face is ruined. That's basically what he's saying because she's Boy, had experience. Guy, she's lived a life, and now guy. she's a hideous monster because she's aged. You know, there's a lot more mysteries than what his penis looks like. He has a droopy eye. He has a droopy fucking eye. He's got a droopy attitude. A dozen women were up for it. Uh, He is reality showing? He's great. He's a catch. Oh, my God. The first one had a dinner date with Chuck at his house, but wouldn't get in the hot tub with him, so she was out. I I mean, honest to God, it's so trashy. The hot tub tub hurdle... So... Is uh, like such a trope of like dating shows. Like, are they going to hit the hot tub? But this this was like pre hot tub. Like Marin was known for hot. Like he just had like four people outside blowing the bubbles into it. They were literally. It was literally a round wooden thing. It, sure. The hot tubs weren't like they are now. Hey, I know the kind of style. Don't of hot fuck tub with you're me, bitch. About. What did you say? Hmm? Did you just talk smack? I 
Yeah, we're doing the game, aren't we? Oh, sorry. Nice beard. I like the patchy kind. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> oh, you live alone. Oh, you live alone with a play. cat. I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> Man, remember when his feeder went off? <laughs> <laughs> Good he times. Was, he was like, uh, that would be like if oil just started coming through my floor. <laughs> That's what it was for him. He was like jackpot. Uh. So the second woman, Ginny Sotrin, didn't reject his advances and just fucked him. Days later, she moved into his house. They got so along. Wait, he, uh, he went on two dates out of the 12? Yeah, and one, the next and one. And the first one, one went into the hot him. tub. He was like, yeah. I love ah, her. She's great. She's great. She loves my suspenders. She gets it. Um, but uh, so she moves into the house. Uh, they start, you know, sure. they're together. Um. But then Ginny called out Chuck's bad sexual performance oh. during a game oh. that had been broadcast oh, yes. on The Wire. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Now, he should have been wearing his Climax in condoms. Now, Chuck had always bragged about his sexual abilities and ridiculed how, members. How did that even come up? I know. And ridiculed members whose sexual inadequacies were outed during games. Oh, so she just... So he screamed at Ginny, quote, you don't ever have the right to do that to me. You don't even know me. You don't ever do that in a game with me. But there's no rules. He couldn't let it go. He talked more and more about how good his sexual skills were, bragging that he, quote, raised hell in bed. And uh, when an old son of a bitch like me gets to courting a younger woman, I come to bat with a whole lot of tricks. So he's just telling everybody this. He's just protest too much. Hey, look at me. Do I look like, yeah, I look like a guy who knows how to fuck. Yeah, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fuck guy. For sure. When I look at you, I think for absolutely. man. A big. Yeah. Yeah. Say it. You're, you're for sure. I'm yeah. a fuck guy. You're a big. Uh-huh. Would I have these suspenders on if I wasn't? Your these are my suspenders? fucking. No, these are my fucking suspenders. Oh, sorry. I thought they were the red These ones. are yellow. Those are yellow. Those are different. I'm like, fuck you. Hey, well, what a. You know. I I'm good at it. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. You're allowed to do what you want. So. In and out. In and out. Yeah. Two times. I know exactly. what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, you might want to learn conolingus. So. What? Nothing. Keep. Hammering away. They call me the hammer. Yeah, they should, for sure. He started a campaign to promote better sex among couples. Oh, my God. Dave. We're guy, all going to fuck better. This guy clearly doesn't know how to fuck. I mean, it couldn't be like he shouts at her. Yeah. And now he's like, everyone's got to fuck better. He Copies of the Tao of Sex were handed out. Wow. The men were then encouraged to try, try tantric sex. Early ejaculation began to be ridiculed at games. Uh, what a... Hot. Uh, In 1977, Chuck declared all married couples had to separate. <laughs> Okie dokie. He thought it would be good for them to go through what he called emotional surgery. Dave, and how close are we to him being allowed to have sex with those women? Oh, yeah. No? We'll see. No. Oh, wow. It doesn't happen. So they were supposed to pick a new partner, or Chuck would pick a new partner for Wait, them. wait, wait. Out of the people there? So he told so everyone to split up. So Yeah, he's, it's basically, a, he's doing a swapping exercise. It's a do-si-do. Yeah, they're, yeah. 
Even as children, Jade and Deed had to. Jade had already separated from her husband, so she was fine with it. But Deed really loved his wife. So Chuck held a game, a special game, and the group tore Deed apart. Chuck threatened to fire Deed and started walking away at the end of the game. Deed was crying. And he agreed to take a new partner. Chuck assigned him a new wife, someone else's wife, who's now his wife. Sure. His own son. Sure. Over 300 members left after the swap order, but over 200 couples divorced and stayed. Wow. They had ceremonies where the couples split why? and took why? new partners. Why, why, why? Why would you stay? He's great. It's just this, the, the cult mentality is so fascinating. It yeah. It really is unbelievable. Yeah. What people will put up with because they want to serve this dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so the Sin- premature ejaculating hot tubber. Yeah. So Sinema's managers made sure they everyone recoupled. So if people broke up, the, the people were there to make sure that they, that they were... Y- y'all are doing it, right? You're marrying another fella? I'm going to have to watch it go in if that's okay with everybody. Just put it down on your chart here. And insert it. Have a good sex. <laughs> Chuck participated in one ceremony where he broke up with Billy using a Ouija, Betty using a Ouija board. <laughs> so he broke up with his dead wife using a Ouija board. Oh, my God. And then got to go with Dave. I'm doing it, too. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> we're, God. We're alike. Oh, my God. This guy. So members, were, members are now emotionally distraught. Yeah. In games, new couples would viciously attack each other over little issues in their new relationship that yeah. they did want to be in. Right. Chuck would then order people to go on, quote, drills. So this meant wherever they, that wherever they were, they had to have sex. Oh, no. What? He would tell them, he would be like, now? Yeah, this meant they were to have sex sex no matter what they were doing or how they were doing it. Sorry. No, no. They would just have to go have sex, right? Wherever they were, wherever they were, whatever they're doing, he'd be like, you have to go. It's time for a drill, and then they'd have to go get it, a drill, and then they'd have to go somewhere and fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, If the people kept fighting, they were told to leave the group to figure things out. Is that what this new Fox dating show, The Drill, is about? I hope so. (laughs) I bet it is. So this is still the squeeze, right? He's still trying to squeeze people out and see who will stick around. I mean, he is trying to create a situation where everyone leaves and people are like, we'll do it. He's like, what is going on? Well, people are still staying. But the community's been cut down by a third. Synodon now had less than 1,000 members uh, who had proved their allegiance by choosing Synodon over their spouses. Sure. But word of forced vasectomies and violence, particularly child abuse, got out to the media. Synodon was now under government scrutiny. Chuck decided to control the media narrative and held a press conference. Oh, never good. He was overconfident and used, uh, he's used to being very combative because of the games, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They all are, right? They're just assholes. The idea of taking your attitude from this world into the actual world is not good. So he and his advisors came off as arrogant and aggressive. When asked about the State Depart- the state Health Department's inspection, Chuck said he'd, quote, find out how many of those cocksuckers are practicing sodomy, how many are fucking cheap and everything else. You want to investigate? We'll show them how to investigate. Okie dokie. So, so he brought a very different attitude. That's not how you do a press conference. No, that's no. not how you handle PR. No, no, 
No, no. Actually, now it is. Yeah, now it's now back it to that. Is, now we've but gone back. It wasn't until previously really not. Yet. Yeah. So shockingly, n- articles are negative about the press conference. Well, if you can believe that, fake news. Chuck kept inviting reporters to Synodon. One from Time Magazine interviewed Chuck for over two hours. Not good. Which to him, he thought it was going great. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and he, and after the interview, he expected to be Times Man of the Year. Right, of course. Um, but the headline was, quote, Sinan, uh, Life at Synanon is swinging. A once-respected drug program turns into a kooky cult. Yeah. Okay. So not the same <laughs> that, Not I the mean, same as being Man of the Year. Literally what has happened. Yeah. Yes. Um, Chuck declared a war on time in any media. A war on time is funny. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're all fighting that one. And uh, any media writing negative, uh, writing negative articles. Synanon went after every news outlet that ran them. Starting to sound really familiar. Yeah. After San Francisco's KGO ran a series of reports, Chuck sent a spokesman to New York to read a statement to ABC's shareholders. Sure. Good, good call, I'm sure. Quote, There is great danger for you, your wives, and your families. Jesus. I am familiar with the element of that which now sits at your doorstep. I grew up with murderers and thieves and people who made their living killing. My father was one of them. Only you can stop the urge toward mayhem and violence you have instigated in our society. By the way, I'm real good at sex. <laughs> FYI. Also, they call me Mr. Fuck. Huh? Wow. Bold. 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 Smart. Big, but smart. Smart move. Super smart. Super smart. Synanon fought back legally and physically. It hired a 76 million, uh, sorry, it filed a $76 million suit against Time. Okay. And a $40 million one against ABC. Okay. Uh, around this time, two former members went back to Synanon to visit old friends at Synanon. Sure. They were accused of being spies for Time. Obviously. And severely beaten. Good. Well, time to call the cops if you're sending on. Now, Marin County, based on all this press and everything, uh, began two grand jury investigations, one criminal, the other civil. The civil grand jury report was full of stories of fearful neighbors and recommended the sheriffs uh, investigate the reports of child abuse and violence. Okay. It also reprimanded the sheriff for deputizing two Synanon members. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, God. In 1978, Chuck handed over the director title to his daughter, Jade, who was only 27. It's time, Jade. Yeah, it's your turn. Have fun. Uh, He's super wealthy, obviously, from all the cash, but still made himself a Synanon consultant and uh, pulled a $100,000 a year salary for life. For life. You have, yeah. Yeah, how else are you going to be able to. That happens to CEOs all the time. That's right. Chuck decided to expand Synanon's role to the national stage. Okay. He moved to D.C. to make more powerful contacts. Okay. Thought. But he couldn't know, because everyone knows what he is there. Also, it's, 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 they've seen you. They yeah. are you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going into the den of fucking monsters. Yeah. Um, so uh, he was just harassed by the press there. It was not the same as the West Coast press. Much more harsh. 
After Czech, th- after Czech threatened a reporter with a cane in front of two police, he fled to Europe. Okay, wow. I mean, that's if, you, if you're threatening people with canes, you are ready for Europe. You are. Oh, you're ready yeah. to go. You're all ready. How are you not in Bulgaria? You're ready to hit the streets of France. <laughs> uh, he took his lawyer and his wife to southern Italy. A dozen you know, of... Who, ch- his wife is the one who... Uh, Ginny, the one, the second, the wow. number two, That's the one who fucked him right. in the hot tub. A dozen of Chuck's confidants flew out to join them in a small town in Italy. Um, there, it was supposed to be rest and relaxation, but it just turned into a giant drunken orgy. Okay. They changed partners almost daily. Ugh. Even Chuck started drinking again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. I think we might have lost the thread a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Word that he fell off the wagon reached California, and they were very upset. When he came back, he apologized to Sinanon and worked to get back in everyone's good graces. And soon all was forgiven, because he's their leader. An ex-Synanon member named Phil Ritter had fled in the night after the vasectomy rule had come down. Sure. Interesting time to choose, but yeah, yeah there's many. Uh, he left behind uh, his wife and daughter, um, uh, and then he divorced her and won back custody of the daughter. Right. And then suddenly the two disappeared. Okay. The, the, he and the daughter. His wife and daughter. Wow. So they, you know, sitting on, that's what those kind of places do. That's it? Well, they don't know where they, he has no idea where they were. Like at that time, I didn't really follow up on this, but like, it's one of those. Do you think they were killed? No, they just just put him somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Okay. Ritter took sitting on to court to get his daughter back. The hearing was two weeks away when two thugs clubbed him in his driveway. They beat him to a pulp, shattering his skull. That led to spinal meningitis, but he somehow survived. Former members pushed local and state police to go after Synanon, but they did absolutely nothing. Hmm? Yeah, it's a sigh. Shall I exaggerate? <sighs> the same month, Synanon lost a court case. A woman had checked into Synanon for help and was held against her will. Members constantly yelled at her and dragged her around by her wrists. To find help! <laughs> Dragged her down by her wrist. It's crazy. Her husband hired attorney Paul Morantz, who negotiated her release. She came out with a shaved head and far worse off than when she had gone in. Morantz filed a $5 million lawsuit for kidnapping and brainwashing against Synanon. Mm-hmm. A doctor suggested she suffered from a, quote, rape of the mind. That's the, fucked up for a doctor. Yeah, the, the use of rape in, like, medical... It's not, is unless it's pretty, actual. Yeah, it's pretty dark. They're just, like, pretty liberal with just, like, tossing it around. Yeah, I mean, that's what cults are, right? They just fucking completely fuck your head. Yeah, well, you got to take the hair off if you're going to wash someone's brain that well. What? Huh? The judge awarded the family $300,000. A month later, a four-and-a-half-foot rattlesnake was put in Paul Morantz's mailbox, and it bit him. Oh, my God. And they had to be of rushed. all the snakes to put in a mailbox, that's the dumbest one. A rattlesnake? Yeah, you'd hear Why? it. No, they cut the rattler off. Oh, well, there we go. Yeah. Good night. Um, he, he survived. Um, and this was around when San Francisco's Jim Jones uh, people's temple deaths, uh, right? So that's like almost 1,000 people in South America. Right, so did at this the, point he was like, well, oh, we'll never kill that many. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But people are like, oh, cults might be bad. I don't know what it is about that situation that doesn't sit right. Now, a lot of the blame of the deaths fall on the government, San Francisco government, California government, because they sure, just... Sure, because they were complicit by... Totally complicit. Ignorant, ignoring, yeah. um, just totally in action, and then, you know, 
getting money from him and all that well, shit. This is, I mean, that's the thing about when we do like the, the these shows is you are able to hear from beginning to end, and there's always these enormous lapses yeah. where people, you know, yeah. which we sit through right now. That we'll see huh? the repercussions of in you know whatever twenty what? years. Um, uh, nothing. Okay. The snake attack was the heavily snake covered. Attack. Is heavily covered in the media. So, like, he was the attorney's, like, given uh, press conferences, and, like, it's a big fucking right. story. Right. So, law enforcement is now going to do something about Synanon because a thousand people died, and these guys did the snake bit. A thousand? Oh, because of the gym. Right. Yeah. Two men who are called Imperial Marines. So, part of his setting up a, a, a military religious uh, situation so was to create an Imperial Marine force. So, these guys who go out and fuck people up. A space force. Space force. Uh, they confessed to leaving the snake for Marantz. The Imperial Marines were the force within Synanon that was responsible for much of the violence that had been happening. Law enforcement came and searched the compounds and confiscated tons of material. Including the tapes. Oh, dude, I forgot. You idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Nixon. Why? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But he'd love to hear his voice. Yeah, no, it is. It's ego. Oh, man. This one's just about fucking, and how great is it fucking? I'm going to not let you take all these tapes. Um... So he's he rants about Morantz and uh, other lawyers draining Sinanon's lifeblood. He said he had a little surprise for them and, quote, they're going to play by a different set of rules, our rules. I'm quite willing to break some lawyer's legs and then tell him. This dude is not ready for prime time. No. Next time I'll break your wife's legs and then I'm going to. And then I'm going to take your kid's arm off. What is he talking about? Try me. He got too comfortable with limb removal. But he didn't. He just thought he was saying this to his his flock, right? It it's on the tapes. It's still too much. Yeah, but you're you got to let it out, man. It's part it, of the it, game. It, it's like a skew of English. It's not English. It's like the off English. Chuck Diedrich was arrested. When they arrested him, he was really, really drunk. <laughs> he was this in Arizona guy, at a house, guy. shit-faced. He was so drunk, he needed to be taken out on a stretcher. Oh, my God, Dave, you really hit me with some punches here at the end. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was stretcher drunk? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I've even heard of wheelchair drunk. <laughs> He was charged with conspiracy to commit murder. More charges followed. And uh, throwing up in an ambulance. Uh, when they heard his calls for violence on other tapes. Synanon was now facing multiple million-dollar lawsuits from people they had attacked. Morant sued for $32 million. But it was Synanon, so Chuck's followers fought back. Right, of course. First with a PR campaign. Right, smart. Members held question-and-answer sessions in public areas like college campuses. Really? Sure, that went well. Who was that? <laughs> then attorneys uh, settled all suits except for Morantz's. Okay. And that one they delayed, and they delayed the trial so long until he finally had to settle. Okay. He was dragging it out. Chuck and the two Imperial Marines got plea deals. Pleading no contest, the Marines got a year in jail and then probation. Okay. Chuck was given five years probation wow. because of his declining health. Uh, man, yeah, fuck, fuck that, off. Honestly, I know. Well, uh, I know. But Chuck's probation required him to cut all white ties. White guy, right? Yeah. Oh, shocking. He had to cut all ties with Synanon. That's part of the. That's Dude, part of the plea deal. Fourth. 
No contact. Authorities kept going after Synanon. It was stripped of its tax exemption status. Nine higher-ups were charged with destroying evidence related to the snake attack. In 1985, the remaining heads were indicted for tax evasion and obstruction. The loss of income, the bad PR, and legal fees took down Synanon once and for all. In 1991, Synanon ceased operations and sold off its properties. Chuck died in 1997 in Visalia, where he lived with his wife, Ginny. Wow. Still with her. But she just got so used he, to him coming quick. He didn't. He didn't go to jail, but then he lived for another fucking twelve years. Yeah, no, for sure. Anyway, he was cool. You, yeah, you can't physically, you can't allow someone's the physical nature of their body to take away what their mind just did. Like they have to go. I mean, I get it. If the guy's dying, what's the difference? No, there is. But he a wasn't dying. But he wasn't dying. But no, I think if you have cancer it? and you're dying of cancer, what's the point of putting that person in prison? That but person he was dying. Someone who had cancer. No, I'm. But I he, mean, I'm saying he didn't have those issues. Yeah, but he even just if got you, off. Even, I mean, even if even if you do and you've created, there is a line where you've created and damaged enough lives. Yeah. Where you're, there's supposed to be a little bit of like pain you receive to let you know that you're a fucking a asshole. bad person. Yeah. No. Take their eyes. Take their eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Is that weird? Off with their eyes. Did I say that. Um, well, I hope you're happy with what you've done here today. I didn't do anything here today. I sat here and I let you. I hope you're happy. I'm not happy. Screw this guy. Cat's up. Yeah, he's ready to eat. He's just like been. Yeah. Yeah, he's ready to. He's ready to have fix some game. Look at. Nah, it's big. Can you stay mad at this little guy? Yeah. It's heavy. Mm. All right, all right, all right. We're done. We're I done. love my boy. I love my boy. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 